Welcome to the Happy Homeschool, where we talk about creative homeschool inspiration rooted in relationships for the nonconformist, dedicated parent. I'm Laura Blodgett. And my goal at the Happy Homeschool is to inspire and equip you to create a learning environment that makes home everyone's favorite place. You can always read more at thehappyhomeschool.com. Well, hello there, and this is week seven of 52 Weeks to a Better Relationship with Your Child being re-recorded, and the topic is how your attitude towards religion affects your child. Before we get into that discussion, I thought I'd say a couple of words about the photograph, as I have been starting to do here with this series. And that picture is our firstborn child. She was probably not more than a couple of days old. She was a scrawny six pounds when she was born. And she was not an easy child when she was young. And rest assured, I did pick her up soon after this photo, but I had for some reason the desire to catch this particular look on her at this moment. But I chose the photo for this topic because I think this is how a lot of people end up feeling when they try to talk about religion. And I think a lot of that feeling comes from misunderstanding what you're dealing with when you talk about religion. So I want to try and discuss that in ways that will help you make that subject both easier for you and something easier to convey to your children in healthy ways. Let's start with what I will call Religion 101. Can you distinguish between these three things, religion, morality, and faith? Sure, to some extent they overlap, but the differences are important, and for this article, I want to talk about religion. Any religion is a system of behaviors that are considered necessary to both prove and act out a person's real or supposed convictions about the meaning of life. At best, religion is evidence of internalized truths. At worst, religion is a way to manipulate people's fears. Religion is often associated with ritual. Sometimes the rituals begin as honest ways to encourage good behavior. Sometimes they are efforts to honor or remember something. Other times, rituals are simply a way to make people feel they are doing something acceptable or a way to control the behavior of others. It is important for each of us to be honest about our own religious tendencies. What is key to understand is that rituals are an outward action that can be easily performed. That is, going through with a ritual cannot be assumed to be associated with what is going on in the heart. On top of that, most rituals are not integrated with the nuts and bolts of living, We do not need rituals to be kind or to prepare food, for example. Many people think of religion as having to do with reverencing a god or acknowledging the divine. However, people can be religious about anything they are devoted to. If they exhibit an obedience to a creed, they are religious. In some ways, the idea of religion is a matter of degree. Most people would say that brushing their teeth every day is a good thing. It takes on a religious nature when a person does it to be viewed as good or to appease a supernatural power. One of the reasons religion causes trouble sometimes is that people tend to have two extreme reactions to religion as they define it. One, 
they think it's ridiculous, or two, they think it is necessary. Those who think it is ridiculous, who are disdainful of religion, see it as both empty and or abusive. Because of keeping the definition, as they see it, narrowed to what purportedly worships a god, they often conveniently are blind to the religious elements of their own worldview. When people see religion as necessary, they tend to want to impose their version of it on everyone. Too often they interpret adherence to religion as a sign of character and opposition to it as a threat to social interactions. A parent who wants a good relationship with his or her child needs to be cautious about how they apply religion to life. Children will sense if a parent is shallow or disingenuous about such practices. Children will almost always question the meaningfulness or of boring or tedious rituals. In some ways, religion needs to be categorized the same way as rules, as I discussed in week three of 52 Weeks to a Better Relationship with Your Child. Is there anything moral about a ritual? Is it immoral to not participate in a certain ritual? Then we might as well also ask, who made it a ritual and how much would not following it affect anyone? All people are creatures of habit to one degree or another. For many people, there is a certain comfort in the repetition of familiar actions. It brings a sense of completion, or the actions are associated with people they love, and there is nothing inherently wrong with this. But to keep this in perspective, let's talk about what I am calling the illusion of unchanging ritual. According to my dictionary, the word, ritual, has grown from a combination of Greek and Latin that originally meant something about binding together or collecting. It is very similar to traditions, which are customs handed down. What can be easy to forget is that while these definitions imply unchanging, there is actually nothing consistent about traditions or rituals. Just like language, Rituals change with time, no matter how hard someone tries to cling to them. Parents need to keep this in mind when trying to decide how important religion and its rituals are. Let's also talk about legalism versus love. A very strict following of religious ritual is often described as legalistic. If a parent is insistent to this level, whether by discipline or social manipulation, a child will often lose respect for the parent. Unfortunately, if there is any truth associated with the parent's beliefs or faith, those will probably suffer as well. There may be some instances in some societies where teaching a child to appear acceptably religious may have its survival value. Still, a child who knows he is loved and accepted, regardless of ritual, will have a confidence in his parents. This confidence will be a better bond than any ritual can be. If parents decide to have the family participate in certain religious activities, it is reasonable to teach the children polite behavior for the setting, according to their ages and mental maturity. Where it will almost certainly break down is if the parents respond to childish actions or choices with more concern for their own inconvenience or reputations. Parents responding like this are usually flailing for control or brutal because they are only reacting based on their own needs. 
So what are your religious goals? Religion, as practiced by many, whether associated with the supernatural or not, is often an attempt to appear humble while actually drawing attention to oneself for doing the right thing. Children may imitate this at the same time they see right through it. Parents who are truly humble will not need rituals to prove it. The Bible speaks of true religion as actions which treat our fellow humans well. Jesus himself berates religious figures for using religion to oppress others. Parents will benefit from applying these same principles to how they treat their children in relation to religion. In the next two parts of this particular section, we will be discussing morality and faith, so that will help round out this discussion about religion. And I hope that this will all help you feel less stressed about making decisions in these categories for your family and for how to impart to them or discuss them with your children. That's all for now. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Make sure you have signed up for the Dangerously Helpful Homeschool Dispatch. When you do, you will receive my best 25 homeschool tips. Now go out there and Have fun creating a fantastic homeschooling experience for you and your children. 